Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Vaughn Brogan. I'm here with Michael Woodburn, Joseph Boyle, who is currently not here right now. He will be here in about like 10 to 15 minutes. And here's Sion Dorsey. What it do, baby? Uh, today we'll, we, we will be answering the question, why does hell need to exist? And wh why can we not choose heaven or hell after we die, especially in, in the context of atonement? Okay, so... Let's just go around the room and say, like, what is your personal image of hell? Like, what do you think of hell, like, as a like as a starter, I guess, for our beginning beginners of Catholicism? Uh, I always personally picture hell as like this fiery um, underground cavern kind of. Um, really, I just let the stereotypes play into my own image of it, even if I don't necessarily believe faith-wise that that is the truth. Um, you know, it's a place where Satan has his little throne, and yeah, that's how yeah, I, I totally always imagine it. Right there. I totally agree with you, Michael. And uh, I always kind of thought it was like a place to be punished for all the sinners out there, all the people who, who go against God, who go against yeah. Jesus, and they would just burn for eternity. Sorry, do you have anything to add? Personally, um, Kind of like you, Woody, I always thought of as, like, hot as ever. The devil with his pitchfork on his throne, getting tortured is dark. But actually, my views have changed a little bit. I mean, I saw the TV show Lucifer, and, like, they depicted hell as, like, this place where each person has their, like, own individual hell, where, like, they experience, like, their mistakes, and they're just tortured by it over and over and over again. And yeah. That's more what I see it as right now. And I think that's an interesting concept, but... Um, according to the Catholic Church, the real, I guess, definition of hell is just the complete separation from God, the separation from good. And so even though it might seem like every person would have their own personal hell, the hell for a spiritual person, which all of us are, is to be completely separated from God. And I think so that's in a way right, but also, you know, we are without God forever if we hit hell. And I think that's an important thing to remember while we're going into this. Yeah, and uh, I just want to add that, like, I don't know if you touched into this, Michael, but um, we lost this grace due to sin, and this comes from the issue of atonement. You're referring to sanctifying grace, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I think the, the reason that um, we can even go into hell in the first place and the reason that hell is an actual issue is because God is not with us in hell and sanctifying grace is God being with us, God supporting us, God allowing us to do our our best in the world. And from that removal is what we experience is hell. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And another question we want to bring to the table is does hell exist? Do you guys have anything, anything to add to this? Can you guys answer this question for us? I would say prior to um, looking into this, I always kind of felt like hell was um, the scary punishment for evildoers. You know, the church was saying, don't do that or you go to hell. Um, but I think that the actual concept of it, not so much being a punishment, but just being separated from God, which is the worst thing that we can experience. It, it's, I, I think that seems much more realistic than the classic portrayal that it generally has. Yeah. I also agree. Like, I do believe it exists, and while since it, it's hard for us to obviously imagine it and imagine what it's like being separated from God, and I believe that's what 
is the scariest thing about it is because we can't possibly fathom what that's like and that really makes hell and the possibility of going there extremely scary so i just want to bring to the table yet again that jesus confirms this in the bible the scripture reference matthew chapter 25 verse 46 so all you uh people listening to this can you please whip out your bible and go to matthew chapter 26 verse 25 matthew 25 uh, verse 46 thank you michael for and, um, you know, sometimes in the Bible there are um, things that are said that aren't necessarily true. Like the story of Adam and Eve, while maybe not exactly factual, is is more of a story of humanity as a whole. Um, but uh, the church actually specifically confirms uh, in the catechism as well that... Um, that hell does exist. So we know specifically that this is not one of those instances that is something that could be up for interpretation. And that's the bell. That was our school bell. Yeah. We're currently recording it in our school right now for all our viewers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, back to what you were touching on, the church confirming it. It's a catechism reference. And also, with the idea of hell, it does make sense for that. If there is a great good, there has to be a great evil also. Yeah, I mean, if how there's, 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 there's got to be hell. Yeah. There, there can't just be good. There has to be evil. I mean, mm -hmm. There has to be balance. What is good if not opposed to something else? Yes, how will we know what's good and what's evil? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. that's, pretty, that's true, yes. Thank you, Sion and Michael. Like I said to all the viewers, you're like, where's Joe Boyle out there? Well, he is going to be here in about, I'd say like five to ten minutes as of right now. Probably more like five. More like five? Okay, so is hell a physical place? No. Uh, hell is more like like a state of being. That's you guys touched upon. Like each person has their own individual hell. So it's not hell for every single person. Not everyone's hell is the same as our I mean, I'd say the definition of hell is the same for everyone. It's, it's a definition yeah. from God. But I'd say your experience of hell and I'm... Everyone basically, experiences hell yeah. individually. Yeah, this is basically speculation. None of us have been to hell. None of us have to go there. But yeah. I believe that... I don't think it makes sense to have like one universal form of torture for everyone. I mean, I agree the separation of God from God is torture, but I also believe there's other things that go into it. I don't know if it's so much torture because torture is generally done yeah. with malintent, yeah. or is this is just reality? Yeah. Um, uh, but also, like, how can hell be a physical place if it's some, a place where our spirits go to? And we've like, already lost our physical bodies. Yeah, I mean. That, that kind of comes up for debate, like, that when the end of the world comes, Jesus allows everyone to reunite with their bodies. But it's interesting to think about, well, what happens after that, you know? And I think that's an interesting theological question. What do you think, Juan? I already explained my personal reference. I said, like, hell is not the same for everybody. Like, I mean, like, we have the same, I guess, depiction of hell. Like, mm -hmm before we're actually there. But once we get there, we are hopefully none of us get there. It's poorly worded on my part. Okay. Uh, it's going to be change. So, so that, why does hell need to exist? Why does it need to exist? Michael, what are your thoughts about this? Well, hell didn't really exist before the fall of man because the fall of man is... Um, it's, it's what lost us, our grace, that it's, like, 
that was the turning point for humanity. When we first sinned, that's when we separated ourselves from God. We were kind of together with him. Not not to say we were as equal, but we were um, we were connected to him yeah. much more closely. And so hell being the separation from God that has to be create almost be created upon um, our separation from God because that was when we separated. And, you know, there's the whole thing about does the devil reside in hell and does he rule over because the devil and all the fallen angels fell before we did. I, I think that's kind of irrelevant to the question of hell with regards to humanity, though. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I think, first of all, why when the question's raised, why does hell need to exist? Obviously, I believe it needs to exist. And... Uh, <laughs> All right. So we had some technical difficulties there, but we're back online again. Um, and we were on the top. Why does hell need to exist? Um, and I believe you had something you wanted to say about that, right, Simon? Yeah. Um, back to the question, why does it need to exist? And I'm sure there's people out there saying, oh, if God is all good, why didn't he just forgive us? Because he's all good. And it's my personal belief that you can only be given forgiveness if you ask for it. Because if one person forgives you and you're truly not sorry for what you've done, and that's not forgiveness. Yeah, so, sorry, you're absolutely right. Um, I just like to say, like, I mean, if you did something wrong and you're expecting forgiveness, but you don't ask for it, it's just simple, like, it's just simple um, etiquette, I guess you could say. Like, you have to apologize for something you did that's wrong. You can't just expect forgiveness. And also, if God, sorry, uh, if God forgave us before we asked for forgiveness, then what, what if we didn't want forgiveness? Yeah. God would be breaking our free will. And as we know, he really doesn't like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think back to the, we're on this question. Why does it need to exist? It's just a sep It's a representation of our separation from God. And um, what about, you know, people who don't necessarily believe in God? Do they have to ask for forgiveness? Um, I feel like every person has their own moral compass and every person has their own choices that they feel they need to make. Um, and I think as long as you stick to that and try at least feel sorry for maybe wrong decisions that you made yourself, I think you have a pretty good, a pretty good motive similar to what we might do when we apologize to God, if yeah. that makes sense. I mean, I also believe like this what we're saying may come off as people are saying, like, you need to say, like, God, I'm sorry. But I also think that if you do something wrong, you should just be sorry to yourself. Sorry that you let yourself make that bad of a decision. Yeah. And if you're truly sorry in your heart, God is all-knowing. He'll know that you're sorry. And here's a tip. This is kind of going against atonement. But for all our Catholics out there, but um, go to confession, you know, like, like do this before uh, you die, obviously. Because the forgiveness of sins, you get to confess like, what like we did wrong on, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Jesus gave us the means for atonement. You know, he when he died and we were able to receive the Eucharist and we were able to receive uh, forgiveness for our sins through confession, these sacraments are the means for atonement. And I think that's important to remember when we're trying to avoid getting into it. Uh, and here comes Joe now. Unfortunately. Uh, to all our viewers out there, um... Joseph Boyle is uh, not here today. He will not be showing up. 
It's very unfortunate. But to get past that. Passing car, unfortunately. Yes, sir, Woody. Uh, another question we wanted to ask you guys, guys is why is hell always seen as fiery? Um, so I think back in the time uh, that Jesus was preaching and all, fire was always seen as one of the worst things. You know, fire was a catastrophic thing. It was, um, and it was also very easy to kind of equate to evil. You know, it's pain, suffering, burning. Um, but now I think at the same time, you can also see fire as um, like the fire of uh, life or passion, um, which kind of contradicts with the idea that hell is no life at all. So I think that fire was more of a tool used by Jesus in those times to help explain why we need to atone for our sins rather than um, an accurate depiction of it. So a more modern depiction of hell is like more of a cold, icy place to be. Um, as if it, if devoid of true life, as Jesus seems to imply in scripture reference, Psalm chapter nine, verse 17. Sion, do you have anything to add to this? Um, yeah, going back to what, what Woody and Vaughn said, I think first of all, yeah, fire, it is something that's seen as very uncomfortable and painful. And which would fit the description of hell because we are separated from God, which would be painful for anyone. And with the more modern depiction is cold and icy. People would equate like ice and cold as the void of life. There's no joy because you're suffering in the cold. No but, life, no passion. Yeah. yeah. I could also think that this could probably come from the cursed Gehenna, which I'm pretty sure hell originated from this in its name. And it would have been understandable to Jews who heard of the fire sacrifice that took place there yeah okay so. so again with the questions um why can we not choose after we die like why can we have the choice of either going to heaven or hell can you guys answer that for us um and so i think the obvious follow-up question to that would be do we lose our free will after we die and i think what i would say is probably not but it's probably more of the case that certain choices just aren't possible once we die. We could choose them if they existed, but they more don't exist less that we can't choose them. Like, we have free will, but we can't fly. Yeah. it's. I think it's sort of similar to that. Yeah. And again, going back on the uh, idea of sanctifying grace, like, we lost our ability to enter heaven without uh, any... Um, Divine any help. divine help, yeah, with any help. I mean, sanctifying grace was divine help in itself, but yeah, we yeah. lost our pre-given divine help. Yeah, because uh, Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God, or yeah, they just disobeyed God and ate the forbidden fruit and, and um, came under uh, temptation of Satan. So just going to give a quick summary on that. And um, why can't we not strive to be better after death? Um, well, I have some interesting thoughts on that. It's kind of like our first question. It could be the case that it's just not possible for us to do so anymore because, yeah, like what he said, we have free will, but we can't fly. Like some choices aren't possible. Just like angels only have one choice too. And that's a reference, uh, scripture, yeah, scripture reference to Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 4. Yeah. And then the final question we want to be addressing today is, why can we fall to hell? Um, 
And Vaughn, would you like to start us off here? Uh, it's because man's sin was human, but against the divine. Uh, basically, we needed Jesus to bridge this gap. or It's a sheed reference to all our viewers in the apologetics class who are currently listening right now. So if you guys would do us a huge favor and whip out your sheed, sheed book. You will that definitely by this see course. that he says that Jesus is the nece- uh, necessary um, bridge to fill, fulfill our ability to atone for our sins. If that makes sense, yeah. Another point is that Christ gives us the means for redemption, but we must take these means and accept them as a gift from God. Yep. All right, and with that, I believe we will be calling it a day for today. We're calling it a day. Um, calling it a day for today. Uh, sorry again, Joseph Boyle could not be here. Uh, sorry, I'm Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm, yeah, it's very unfortunate. I'm Vaughn Brogan. I'm with Scion Dorsey, Michael Woody, Michael Woodburn, and we're signing off.